You are listening to the Young Culture Podcast, where young adults from all backgrounds and experiences share their ideas and opinions. Hello, Young Culture. Thank you for listening in. It's Benita here, and I have Ben with me, if you want to say hey. Hey, guys. How's it going? <laughs> so, Ben, this is the first time I've met you, and like I just met you for like five minutes. <laughs> like, why don't you tell us a bit about yourself? All right. So, uh, my name is Ben. I'm from North Delta. Personal trainer. Nice. Not many other exciting things to say. But yeah, no, that's that's a pretty good idea. So, um, let's go back a little bit. What was childhood like for you? Um, so growing up, I was always into sports. I played soccer at a very very high level. Um, and if you had met me ten years ago, I would have told you that I was going to play professional soccer. And for whatever reason, that didn't pan out. Mm-hmm. So here we are. So. What was the interest in sports for you? Like, why did that even come about? Um, from my dad. Yeah. So my dad is huge into soccer. My older brother, who's mm-hmm. six years older, he plays soccer. Um, so I'd always be around. I'd go yeah. to his practices. I'd go to my dad's games. I just fell in love with the sport. And um, yeah, I, ever since I can remember, I had a ball at my feet, and I was always playing soccer. So nice. Did you did you feel pressure to like? do make something out of it or is it more just like no like that's what I want to do a bit of both I definitely wanted it but there was also a lot of pressure yeah um I had to perform my dad was hard on me at times Mm -hmm. and he expected a lot of me um so yeah a little bit of both I did love the sport but there was also a lot of pressure as well Mm, yeah Totally. So, like, I'm I'm not of the athletic variety. <laughs> so, like, I, I, yeah, no, I had too much anxiety to be in competitive sports as a kid. So, like, just, like, I don't know, tell me the process because I've always been so fascinated about it because, like, from the outside, all I know is that it's very intense. Mm-hmm. So, like, what was childhood like doing all this, like, competitive sports, like, training and, like, all that kind of stuff? I mean, as a kid, it's somewhat normal. Yeah. yeah it's not like I woke up in the morning and go, okay, I have to, I have to win on the or have to go to practice today. It's mm-hmm. something I wanted to do. Yeah. And as I got a little bit older and the level got a little bit higher, that's when a little mm-hmm. bit more pressure started to come about. So, like, what age would this be? Uh, I mean, I think around, like, U12, U13. So that's okay. when you're 11, 12, 13 years old. That's when you go into 11 aside. Mm-hmm. And then there's rep teams. So there's gold, silver, hells. Um, so now there's different tiers and different levels. Right. So the better players are playing at the higher, higher levels, mm-hmm. and there's more expectation at those higher levels so like if okay if i like know this properly is it at that point where you kind of realize like okay i like go big or go home kind of thing or for the most part yeah yeah, yeah. okay if you're not good at that age yeah i mean th- don't get me wrong i'm not here to crush but for dreams. those who are trying to be competitive yeah, or like get into it professionally age, yeah, yeah. There, there's probably something wrong so yeah okay yeah, yeah that's like that's interesting to me because i don't know in g- life in general i feel like i feel like people are going to contradict me because they're like oh like uh youth these days they're so lazy whatever whatever but anyways i feel like that ages um that youth are ex- expected to like figure things out and do stuff i truly believe that it they're still too young yeah. like for example like at 18 like getting into school and like kind of figuring all that stuff out. I believe that that's like way too young yeah. and I think that's where um, issues start to come about when they're not able to uh, figure it out and I think even like their brain function I don't even think it's like fully equipped to be doing such things yeah. so yeah. like well, for me sorry what were you gonna say <laughs> do you remember even in high school grad trans and there's yeah. all this pressure to make all these decisions yeah I'm only 16 or 17 years old I don't really know what I want to do yeah. for the rest of my life at that age so exactly it's a tough answer but and it's like uh, like it goes both ways like 
okay, let's just say there's this expectation that you don't have to have it figured it out at 18, but for some reason you're expected to go to school right after. Yeah. And, like, what are you going to do? Just, like, chew your money away with things that you don't, like, yeah. know that you're doing. So, yeah, I totally think that um, there is an expectation that's beyond the capacity that they should have. So, like, when I'm hearing that at 11 years old, you kind of have to start grinding for, yeah. like, those future goals. Like, do you think that's, like, problematic or... Well, I mean, it depends on the person. So, like I said, I was playing at a high level, and I thought I was good enough to play professional. Mm-hmm. I had gone to England uh, several times, and I played there. I was playing with different professional clubs, and even comparing the culture there to here is so much different. Yeah. The amount of pressure we have here is absolutely nothing compared to over there. Yeah. Um, so, for example, like, at 16, 17 years old, that's when I started to go play over there. The kids over there don't go to school. Mm. They go to school on Wednesdays for two hours. Right. The rest of the week is soccer, 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 soccer. They're training every day. Mm-hmm. Compared to here is we go to school every day yeah. and we train once or twice a week. Mm-hmm. So it's not as much pressure compared to over there. Over there, it's make or break. Yeah. And so many people are giving their absolute all for almost nothing in return. Because all the players that I've played with, I think only two guys are still playing professional well, at, a, at yeah. a high level. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. everyone else is kind of, you You didn't go to school, mm-hmm. uh, you have nothing else going for you, and your soccer career didn't turn out the way that you expected, and yeah. you're almost left with nothing, and it, it happens to a lot of people. So. Yeah. So yeah, like, I, yeah, no, that's, that's like crazy to me, because like, I was like, okay, 11 years old, I, I don't even know what I was thinking at 11 <laughs> years old. Um, so yeah, so like, how did it go um, in your youth, and like, how did the soccer stuff continue on? Um, so yeah, like I said, I, I always loved it, and I had aspirations to play at mm-hmm. a professional level. Um, so it always pushed to kind of go to the UK and try out for different teams mm-hmm. out there. And then grade 11, in the summer, I went, and I was on trial with a club named Stevenage. Um, so all summer I was there, and things were going well, but then I kind of had to make the decision, either I'm going to stay there um, and not go to school and not yeah. graduate or come back and finish grade 12. Mm-hmm. Um so it was a really tough decision to make, but I chose to come back and right. finish grade 12 just to kind uh-huh. of have like a security blanket. Yeah. Um, that took really big at that young time. Yeah, it, it was a tough decision. Yeah. Looking, but I, don't, I don't have any regrets in my life, mm-hmm. but I do know that I was good enough to play at that level. Yeah. So it does bother me knowing that I didn't make that happen. Right. Um, but I guess everything happens for a reason. So, mm-hmm. yeah. And then so... So that was like grade 12. Yeah. And then did you continue playing soccer after high school? Yeah, so after I graduated, I'd gone back again. Mm-hmm. Um, but my agent at the time was uh, working for Oh, so like, the, okay, agent, like, <laughs> this is like a real <laughs> deal? <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay, cool, cool. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, so I had an agent who, he was, he would, he's the one who would kind of put me in touch with different clubs and get right. me trials. Um, but it was in 2012, that's when we had graduated. Mm-hmm. So I went back, but he was working for the Olympics at the time. The Olympics were in London in 2012. Right. So he didn't really have the time for me. So I kind of wasn't really doing much there. There was not many opportunities for me. So mm-hmm. I just came home. And then I played at Fauntland for a year. And then I kind of just didn't take it as serious. Right. And I started focusing more on bodybuilding. Mm-hmm. And then it came to the point where I'd be skipping soccer practice to go to the gym. Mm-hmm. And that's when I knew, like, okay, maybe, like, this is probably the yeah. soccer dream is kind of not realistic anymore Mm -hmm. so and like yeah I think that kind of speaks to like what I was saying earlier too when you're so young and you have these expectations to figure it out and I think I don't know like just listening to it it, like you got older your preferences change your interests change you are seeing other things and like enjoying other things and then yeah so like the direction kind of went there 
what um did you at the time did you feel like you like wasted your time or like were there no. any like salty feelings towards no, it or no, not no. At all. I, even yeah. to this day i still love soccer and, and yeah. i plan to play yeah um just unfortunately i keep getting hurt but e- even my dad my dad is 63 yeah he still plays one so well, good yeah. for him that's yeah, really so cool i i love the sport and i have n- absolutely no regrets mm-hmm. about investing so much time into it yeah it is unfortunate I didn't get to play at the level I wanted to. Right. Um, but everything happens for a reason. So yeah, no, totally. Yeah. Um, so, like, when you were training uh, competitively in, um, like, your younger years, I've, like, always been curious about this, too, with um, people who are in sports and they do coaching and stuff, mm-hmm. or they have coaches or whatever. Um, yeah. I've heard different things. Like, I've heard people who have coaches that are just, like, super like just like tunnel vision sport but then i've also heard of people who have coaches who are like their support system their family their Mm -hmm. guidance their Mm -hmm. stuff like that so like what was your experience like because like i you spend a lot of time with these people like how did they help you to like guide you as you went on um so yeah i've had different types of coaches and like you said some of them will kind of get to know you more on a personal level and Mm -hmm. some is just strictly business yeah um so i feel like you kind of almost need a combination of both sometimes you need like someone who's gonna be hard on you yeah and kind of push you to where you need to go but mm-hmm. then it's also nice to have someone that you can confide in and almost treat you like a son or like a younger mm-hmm. brother or something like that um so yeah it, it's good to have both yeah. yeah and then like for see i have so many questions <laughs> I, like, I like don't even know anything um with um when you're training competitively as a youth like in general not even just your experiences like yeah i'm really big on resiliency like mm-hmm. the bounce back thing yeah. so like when you're in this world and like your training and stuff like that is there ever like an underlying like um set of uh tools to help you with resiliency like if you know if things went left like how how are you going to cope how are you going to be or or does that even happen is that a thing i feel like that's more depending on the individual yeah everyone handles things differently um so yeah it's it's tough for me to answer for everyone me personally I felt like I was always somewhat resilient. I don't like to give up. Yeah. I don't take no for an answer. Mm-hmm. I always try to find a solution. So if I have a goal or if I have something that I want to do, I'm going to try until yeah. I really know, like, okay, this is not going to happen. Right. Compared to some other people, once they face their first obstacle, their first roadblock, they give up. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's tough to answer, um, but yeah, it just depends on the person. Yeah, and, and I ask this too because, like, um, I do youth work and recreation, so I've had a lot of training on um, – how to incorporate play it, it's really big like how to incorporate play in an inclusive way mm-hmm. and like how they what they used to um really bring this to light is um they'll always use in uh, stories about like competitive athletes mm-hmm. where it was just like really really competitive not inclusive whatever whatever so, uh, something hits the fan and like they're their dreams get taken away and then they don't have that athlete identity anymore yeah. and then things just go downhill yeah. like i've seen like the mental um addiction not mental addiction oh my god mm-hmm. mental health uh, substance addictions and mm-hmm. all that kind of stuff um why do you think that happens well unfortunately i do believe it is a part of life yeah i'm not a huge fan of this whole like participation medal yeah in life there's winners and there's losers not everyone can come first mm-hmm. So that's kind of one thing you have to understand. It is okay to lose, yeah. but unfortunately someone is going to win and someone yeah. is going to lose. So it's kind of up to you to how like, with how you cope with losing or with how you cope with adversity. Mm-hmm. Um, but there is going to be a loser. So, mm-hmm. yeah, again, it's just very individual. It depends on the person. Right. The person, so. Yeah, that's totally true. Mm-hmm. Um, have you had any 
uh, like your peers or your colleagues who have kind of taken the uh, unfortunate route after their careers kind of went down a little? Like, because it seems like for you that you kind of like took what you could and like rolled yeah, with it, yeah. but like. Yeah, like, like I said, I feel like I'm a resilient person. I'm a positive person. Mm -hmm. I'm happy with my life and where I've yeah. brought to so far. Um, I mean, I do have friends that have not been as successful mm -hmm. or kind of went down that path that we're speaking of. Um, as to why, I, d I can't say. Mm -hmm. um, it's unfortunate, but yeah, again, it just, everyone's yeah. different, so. Yeah, and like, um, at that time when you did go into bodybuilding, how old were you? Um, so I did my first bodybuilding competition in 2014, so I think it was just before I turned 20. Right, yeah. so like, what was like the transition like uh, from being an athlete to doing your bodybuilding? Okay, so yeah, I'd always been in the gym for athletic performance purposes. Mm -hmm. I wanted to get bigger, faster, stronger. Yeah. Um, so I think I started going to the gym consistently, I think, in grade nine, so 14, 15 years old. Right. And I had always been obsessed with muscles and yeah. stuff like that. As a kid, I used to watch Dragon Ball Z and nice. those kind of cartoons <laughs> and see the muscles and the veins. And oh, I my God. It. Okay, side <laughs> note. So the kids at my work call me Vegeta because, like, <laughs> <laughs> instead of, like, saying Vegeta. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. <laughs> they know exactly where I'm coming from. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I'd, I'd always really liked that, so I wanted that for myself. Mm -hmm. And I realized the power of the gym and what it would, what it could do. Yep. So I would train, and I, I liked the way I could look, and I would just mm -hmm. look better, better, better. And I, could, I started to get attention, and I started to notice, okay, girls really like this, mm -hmm. and I had abs. <laughs> 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 oh, that's so funny. <laughs> so uh, yeah, I initially started for athletic purposes, and mm -hmm. then I just, I've always liked looking good, mm -hmm. um, and I just kind of took it and ran with it. So. So yeah, okay, I, just like sports, I'm unaware of the <laughs> bodybuilding <laughs> thing too. So like, yeah, what's what's that all about? Um, so pretty much I do men's physique, so it's not full on bodybuilding, you know those huge guys that mm. wear the little uh, posing right, trunks? Right. I, I don't do that. That I know. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, I do men's physique, so it's more of a toned down look, more mm. of a pretty boy look, and we wear, we wear longer board shorts. Mm -hmm. And I felt like I had just always fit the category. Right. Um, so I gave it a shot in 2014, and I did well. I did okay my first show. I got third mm -hmm. out of like 20 guys, something like that. Right. And then I realized, okay, like maybe I do have a future in this. And I enjoyed it. Mm -hmm. So after that first show, I kind of fell in love. And I think I've done eight shows in total since. So, oh, yeah. so okay. <laughs> I can keep yeah. sounding sillier by the minute. <laughs> so my only understanding of preparation mm -hmm. for bodybuilding was when I was watching uh, Real Housewives of Atlanta. And like one of the girls was competing. Uh -huh. But like, yeah, she like had to like cut like all this stuff out and was like super strict for like X amount of time. Yeah. So like what, what is prep like? Like how much earlier do you have to like... Um, it depends where you're starting off at. Mm -hmm. um, if you have a lot of weight to lose or if you have a lot of improvements to make, it will probably take you a little bit longer. Yeah. But I mean, generally, 12 weeks is usually enough mm -hmm. to, to get in contest condition. Um, and basically, you're just going to have to do a combination of a diet, right. a very strict diet, unfortunately, mm -hmm. um, cardio and weight training. Mm -hmm. And uh, those three together, uh, if you stay dedicated, if you follow the plan, will take you to where you need to go. Nice. Yeah. And like, I feel like maybe for people who aren't really aware of the process and stuff, like looking on the outside in, there might be some like misconceptions on what bodybuilding is. Um, like, do you ever get any like? No, I feel like most people's yeah. misconceptions are somewhat correct. Yeah? Yeah, I mean like it's a very extreme thing and as much as I love it, I don't promote it for, for right. everyone. So mm -hmm. like, yeah, I do personal training, I do online coaching. I don't push this type of lifestyle on my clients. Right. I preach um, balance. Mm -hmm. 
and be normal. You will have to sacrifice. You will have to work hard. Yeah. Um, but to take it to the extremes that I do is, is not for everyone. Right. Yeah. So, it, again, it depends on the person. Mm-hmm. So, like, what if, like, if, so yeah, I, I guess you kind of just said it. But, like, if someone came to you and they're like, oh, like, I'm interested in competing, yeah. but, like, I don't know where to start. Like, yeah. what, what would you tell them? Like, what's a gray part about it that you'd, like, tell them? Uh, I, would ask, I would ask them their end goal. So yeah. And it kind of depends where they want to go from there. So mm-hmm. let's say, oh, I just want to feel good and look good and try it once. Mm-hmm. Sure, no problem. Like, this mm-hmm. is what you can do. Um, let's take 12 weeks and let's do it. Mm-hmm. If someone comes to me and says they want to be Mr. Olympia, which is, like, the Super Bowl oh, of okay. bodybuilding, <laughs> that's a different story. That's okay. going to take a lot more work. Right. Um, so it, it really depends. Yeah. yeah. So, like, yeah, because you were saying earlier that it, it is very extreme and you do take a lot of extremes. So yeah. where do you find that, like, happy balance in bodybuilding? To be completely honest, when I'm getting ready for a show, there is almost no balance whatsoever. Mm. Um, it's tunnel vision. I'm very focused on the show. Um, you become obsessed with food, mm. with training. Um, you're eating every two or three hours. You're always hungry, so you'll eat your meal, and then you're looking at the clock. <laughs> well, when do I get to eat again? Right. Um, you're going to the gym every day. You're doing cardio every day. It's a very extreme thing, so yeah, no days off, mm. no diet, yeah, no, yeah. No, no fun foods, and Right. I've sacrificed a lot. I've missed a lot of my best friend's birthdays. Oh, yeah, yeah. My own birthday. And mm-hmm. I've missed a lot of events. So it's not easy and it's not for everyone, but mm-hmm. I enjoy it. So I can take two, three months right. uh, and sacrifice that to, for my end goal. So do you do it like once a year or? I have been doing it once a year um, or sometimes twice a year. Mm-hmm. It just depends on what I have going on in life. Even this year, I wasn't planning to compete at all. Right. Um, but then I kind of thought about it. I'm like, well, you know. And I just had just really recently got injured, and mm-hmm. I was kind of down in the gutters, and right. I was upset about everything. And I said, you know what? I want to prove to myself that I can do it again, mm-hmm. and I can be what I used to be. So yeah. I decided to go for it again. Even like one of my friends, um, she's a trainer too, and she mm-hmm. was competing, and like she didn't do it for a while. And I remember she was telling me, she's like, I just I want to be in that mindset again where I'm like working towards something yeah, and yeah, like yeah. D- like have a goal and like pushing myself. And I'm yeah. like, okay, yeah, like I can get yeah, behind that. I like, honestly struggle to diet without yeah. a goal. Right. Why would I give up pizza and burgers yeah. and alcohol and good yeah, yeah. food and all that stuff for no reason? Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, anytime I have a goal that I want to achieve, yeah. it's a lot easier for me to make those sacrifices. Oh, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that's true. Yeah. That's actually really true. Um, what's your, like, what's your vice when you're not, like, focused? <laughs> when I'm not focused? Yeah. Right now? Or <laughs> Just in general. Um, I'm a huge sucker for pizza. Nice. Yeah, yeah, I love yeah. pizza. So <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. Do you have, like, a favorite pizza place? Uh, no, I rotate. Pizza, nice. Domino's, you don't discriminate, you know, huh? Yeah, 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 I like yeah. Little Caesars. Most I'm going to get some hate for that, but I do oh, like Little Caesars. Oh, that's so funny. Yeah. Oh, yes. I, I remember, like, being in Delta and um, having the Little Caesars right there and then <laughs> yeah. getting the hot and ready, <laughs> right? Like the crazy bread is delicious. Yeah, yes, Little Caesars. Yeah. You can see the excitement on the face. Yeah, right? no, right? <laughs> I, I, I remember that. that yeah. yeah, no, that was a time, huh? Yeah. So, yeah, so you, aside from bodybuilding, so you also have um, your own personal training as yeah, well? Yeah, so I have my own personal training and online coaching business enjoy about personal training i enjoy helping other people um to see other people kind of come to me with a goal yeah and they're lost or they don't know how to achieve it mm-hmm. and me being able to point them in the right direction and s- help them achieve their goal yeah is very very rewarding that's awesome so. and like if you had to have like a general like what's your philosophy i guess or like your for um, people when it comes to fitness and like being healthy balance you can still have fun mm-hmm. and you can still reach your goals. Um, yeah. You can eat the foods you want to eat. You can go out. You can do things. Mm-hmm. Um, you just have to put in some sort of work. Right. Find the time to go to the gym three or four times a week. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
eat majority of your food uh, healthy or clean clean meals. Yeah. You enjoy once in a while. Yes, that's like, I feel like that's like something so important to learn in life is just like that happy like balance. Yeah. Because like some I don't know I said this in other podcasts too but like even like with like well being and like all yeah. that stuff like. Okay, I hope you didn't hear that. <laughs> um, whenever you're like learning about like spirituality or learning about well-being or you're learning about like you know being good with yourself, like you'll see something and you kind of like will absorb it, but like take it too far, and then you kind of have to like like bring it back a little. Uh-huh. Like I don't know, how can I relate this? And like or like someone just like works out all day every day, yeah. like double workouts and like yeah. stuff like that, crazy. But like that's not like realistic for someone's like everyday like lifestyle. Yeah. So it's like kind of like finding that balance where you can like do the stuff put in the work but yeah. also like you know still be happy in all yeah, ways i mean the average person has a work life a social life a yeah. family life and you need to devote your time to all of those different things mm-hmm. you can't just focus on one yeah it's not healthy so i mean yeah to find the time to sneak into the gym for an hour here yeah to find some time to prep your meals so you're not eating junk all day mm-hmm. and then you still have time for your family for your social life for your yeah. work life and it's just a good balance and you'll just have a happy healthy life yeah exactly i think yeah no that's like the big the big thing that i'm still like trying to figure out mm-hmm. that happy balance yeah. <laughs> in all ways yeah. which is like really important um i have a question that i ask every guest mm-hmm. so who or what inspires you to continue doing what you're doing um Probably all the people that show me love and show me support. Mm-hmm. Um, so even now recently that I've been training for a show, every time I go to the gym, just the amount of love and support I get, it feels really good. So I know a lot of people kind of look up to me or they find inspiration or motivation in what I do. Yes. And that kind of pushes me to keep doing totally. it. Totally. Like yeah. it adds fuel, right? Yeah. That's yeah. awesome. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, would you like to promote? Yeah, for anyone who wants to follow along, I'm on Instagram at Benedict14. Nice. And my uh, online coaching and personal training Instagram is Benjamin AD Fitness. Nice, awesome. Yeah. Well, good luck with that. Thank that's you so much. that's really cool. I'm gonna keep an eye out for that. Thank you, thank and um, thank you everyone for listening. If you get a chance, please check out my Instagram at Young Culture Podcast, and we will talk to you soon.